Plus. Welcome to Cellmates Pod Podcast. Thirty Days of Plus. I feel like we're um Kristen Wiig and Fred Armisen that duet thing on SNL that they just made up lyrics of the. Anyway, we are a daily unpaid month long celebration exploration meditation <laughs> on disney plus titles i was wondering if you'd get a third one and you did i'm i am in i'm in an ashman inspirational mood right now because why well because dick what this you, is day 25 oh my god and look at us go on the 25th day of disney plus on the 25th day the streaming service of the month gave of to disney me, plus a thing In that a I've already seen. Not too long before our own. Uh, Dick, nothing, we are. Nothing? That was a good reference. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I just did a 12 Days of Christmas thing and you missed it. And I missed oh. whatever you're doing. We're doing a simultaneous thing and we both missed each other's I jokes. said on the 25th day of the month of Disney Plus in a time oh, not too long before Oh, you did a Mencken Ashman reference. Look at you. I did a much better reference. I did a December reference, which is the month that we are in. Mm. Uh, Dick, why are you making an Ashman Mencken reference? Because uh, it's the first thing that came to my mind. Oh. Is there another reason that it could be appropriate right now? Well, I'll tell you why it's appropriate. Uh, because uh, we are kind of watching um and also have already watched we did watch we have already watched in full the little mermaid live which as of today got added to disney plus it's really fun when disney plus gets things that we've already seen or that we're like oh good we wanted to watch this we'll record an episode and like right now and we wanted to talk about this anyway we were gonna wait until we had another Little Mermaid episode, sure. but conveniently, bada boom. So this is the ABC broadcast that was kind of like one of the Hollywood Bowl shows. We talked about it a smidgen on one of our episodes, yes. maybe. Um, so it's live musical intercut with the original animated film, which I think works in some ways just as a format better than some of the live musicals. Th- this this works surprisingly especially well. because they are held to a time limit you're held to I a think time one limit. of the things like where the christmas story musical or some of the others get off oh, is that, like, like eight hours oh my thing. gosh this is three hours long why mm-hmm. little mermaid you're restrained to they add some of the songs from the broadway production in but only like two so i think this thing with commercials was like uh, maybe a little over two hours when we watched it. Yeah, it wasn't. Which too, is really nice. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, it also, uh, having the the um, non-musical parts handled by the movie yes. also means you can cast singers that don't act. Yeah. Which, when you do that, well, when you do that in like a live musical... It's a problem. The book and, suffers, and we've seen we've seen it better and worse. I'd mm-hmm. say like uh, it helps if something is sung through. Yep. Like I don't know if John Legend is an actor. He's a pretty good singer. Well, he's probably not. We saw him. Yeah, but like <laughs> but you you notice less in Jesus Christ but in Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar, it's sung through. Yeah. So he doesn't have to try and act. He just has to act. Well, I mean, he has to act. But it, he, it probably would have helped. He came off on the, I'd say, on the bottom 50% of the leads. But oh, I still loved his performance. Yeah. 
but he but like Brandon Victor Dixon yeah. and even Sarah Bareilles like did a little bit more acting with their parts. He also didn't hit the notes. Sure. It which I would say John Legend was fine. <laughs> um so uh So this So who do we have here? We're, we've got um oh I'm st- I still don't know how to pronounce her name and I feel bad. Lizzo. No, Moana. Um Oh, um we can spell so, it. This feels this feels good because uh last not last episode, but recently, maybe it was last episode, we did an episode about um, the new Three Caballeros. Oh, that was last, yeah. And it was yesterday, Dick, don't and, you remember? Yes. The exact order of And when... I tried to talk about Carlos Alice Rocky. Uh, Alice Rocky? Yeah. Yes. And two, you... two things. One, One. <laughs> I was like, oh, the, vo- the voice of Panchito is Carlos Elizraki, who's great, who's on Reno 911, who's a comedian that I quite like. But he's not the voice of Panchito. <laughs> thank you to listener of the podcast, friend from the internet, Spencer. Yeah, thank you, Spencer. In, in, fairness, he, in fairness, he is Panchito in some forms. On the Mexico ride on the, at Epcot. On the boat ride, uh, but he is not Panchito on the cartoon. Oops. Which is why I couldn't find his name to make sure I was saying it right. I'm Not like, on. I'm like going on, I'm like refreshing Wikipedia. I'm like, where is his name? I want to make, no. But one of us, is he also Brazilian? Because I think I just clicked on the name from the Legend of the Caballeros pot, or, um, page I, Kate, on Wikipedia. I, I'm sorry, I don't know this We might have found different people. Oh yeah, this flounder is okay, weird. Okay, okay, okay. So... Um, we were talking about Moana. We were talking about Moana because Moana, for lack of knowing how her name the, is the pronounced and not wanting to butcher it, Moana. Uh, she is Ariel, which seems like a good idea. Um, and if, so one hey Kate, thing that we have learned, Kate, wait, yeah, is is there uh, is there any show that maybe did a like kind of a Venn diagram over Moana and Little Mermaid? Oh, maybe the first episode of Cellmates <laughs> Podcast, Dick Ward. So you're welcome. Boom. You're welcome, live Disney. We predicted this. Yeah. Um. So this is the crossover episode that we did not uh, have maybe a... Se- well, no, we had a segment for it. We just didn't do this. Yeah. Uh. So it is. It's the Moana Little Mermaid crossover. Yeah. She is lovely. She is the right age for this part. Mm-hmm. She can sing really well. Um. Sometimes they made her sing notes that are not in her range or they made her chest notes that she should have had voice. Yeah. I blame poor music direction and vocal direction. I don't blame the actress at all. But I will say the first thing I wanted to see on this Disney Plus version is the Part of Your World reprise. I'm like, oh, I wonder if they put in the dress where, rehearsal. Where she like finds, or she like rescues Eric. She's sitting like on a rock I don't know and how, singing at him. But I know something's starting right now Yeah, in the live broadcast. So what they did vocally is they used, I assume, the Broadway version. So in the movie version... It's just the same key as part of your world. Right. Um, watch and you'll see. Someday I'll be part of your world. And it's emotional, but it's the same notes as the original right. song. What the Broadway version does is it takes down the first part a couple keys. 
so that at the end, can, the singer yeah. Sierra Bajas can option up, um, watch and you'll see someday I'll be part of your world. And it's very listen dramatic. To, listen to that voice. Yeah. Mm. But I'm like, not only am I just sitting on my couch right now, but I yeah. also chose to do that in head voice. If I had chose to chest that right now, it would have sounded very awful. Can you, so let's, let's take a moment and assume not all of our listeners are trained singers. What are head voice and this chest voice? This is my voice? head voice. This is my chest voice. So head voice is higher and chest voice and is lower. And it's less resistance. Chest voice is where you get belting. So like those really like brassy notes in musical theater. So those are more chesting and you should be like, very well trained to use that voice. Otherwise, you're not going to hit the note. Otherwise, you're going to hurt your vocal cords. So you'd say like your chest voice is a very powerful, yeah. supported thing. And your head voice is a little quieter. A but little... then you can do a thing that's called mix, which mm-hmm. is kind of a little bit of both. Sure. And but It's all training. Yeah. Sure. But the, the... Your head voice is gentler. It puts less stress on your vocal cords. And it, it like generally, if you're singing at the top of your range... Mm-hmm. If you're singing above notes that you could sing in your chest voice, you switch to your head voice. Right. She seems like was instructed to chest voice. And like Sierra Bajas, the Broadway Ariel, she is trained to be able to do that. She's also Sierra Bajas. Moana is 18. Mm -hmm. And also like we already know we saw the Oscars. She has some problems with some higher range live if she's in her chest voice. We know that. I am not her voice teacher, and I know that. Yeah. I would not have instructed her to sing those notes. So That's like asking Adina Menzel to sing those on TV. So the live version, the broadcast that we saw, she doesn't hit the last note. The part of your world. Yeah, she's a little And you can see it on on her face, like... Her face falls. She is disappointed. But it doesn't to, match to, the music. To her credit, she kind of hits the wrong note. She's like a little a little south of it. She is a pro. She deals with she it. She holds it. She finishes it out. And she's like, well, this sucks, but I'm not going to stop and call attention to it. I'm no. just going to go. She is a total pro about it. All props to her but for this... attempting something that she wasn't supposed to do. Yeah. So that's the first thing I wanted to see on this Disney Plus. And so as we rewatched it. And sure enough, she hits it. Mm-hmm. It's not as like loud and intense as the other one. But and the she lighting's, nails it. The lighting's a little different. The lighting's, she nails it. They used the dress rehearsal. They subbed yeah. it in, which is a smart choice. Yeah, I mean, that's if you why have they have that footage. That's why they do the dress rehearsal. You remember uh, when we watched Rent Live, mm-hmm. most of the show was the dress rehearsal because one of the actors broke his foot. Broke a leg. Yeah, broke, like broke a leg. It was. So like much of the show was dress rehearsal. And then for the end, they they did it live. So, like, yeah. that's that's why we do the dress rehearsal. That's why we record it. Yeah. Some stuff doesn't go right live. Um, but the turnaround to to get this edited, like, fix yeah. some of those flubs like that and put this up, that's really impressive. Yeah, it's it's a straight month. I so, think it was November 5th to December 5th. So, uh, we, we've discussed the actress who plays Moana. Yep. Um, who we're who, seeing, like, she's, this is on in the background. It's getting to part of your world, which I think was one of the best scenes in this sorry but what were you gonna say cool um it's a great scene 
we were talking about the actress who plays Moana. Mm-hmm. Who else is in this and how do they do? Yeah. So we have um, Prince Eric is someone named Graham Phillips, who was the lead in the original cast of Jason Robert Brown's 13 mm. on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So he's like a legitimate musical theater person, also age appropriate. And he's in um, River, uh, Riverdale. Riverdale, right but not the Heather's episode. Apparently, he maybe not the been. musical episode. Because he is fantastic. Oh my God, this never kid's heard amazing. of him before this. Like, I've seen 13, but like a regional production. Sure. So I don't even know him, but he's great. Okay, um, would you would you say he's the breakout of this cast? Yeah, I think he I think he comes off the best in this broadcast. Yeah. You've also got a Queen Latifah as Ursula, yeah, which I wanted seems it like to a be better, better idea. I think she did pretty well. I think it's hard to do it in this setting where like sure. you're switching back and forth and, and you we'll, don't we'll talk about why some of these actors had uh, or some of these these people had tremendous challenges or why we assume they had tremendous yeah. challenges. But But she even was fine. it it also seems like perhaps she wasn't given as much freedom. Like her costume breaks at one point. Yeah. She's like carrying a squid arm over her shoulder. Like I just think especially with the movie being intercut, I think they had a click track to go to. Like, right. you may not take liberties with this song. You have to do it like this. And it was the same. Um, they did two Hollywood Bowls in this format in like two years, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. But the second time it was um, Harvey Firestein as Ursula, yeah. who's like dream casted for me. But even his performance is very kind of, basic and it feels rushed it's just by the numbers and you wonder whether it's because like well we got to get to the footage like this is all a machine as opposed to we're letting you be this character kate have you seen a it, any performance uh of ursula that you just like really loved i have tell me um rachel bloom mm-hmm. <laughs> does a valley girl ursula uh, you can find on YouTube. It was at 54 Below. It's um, so good. It's really good. But the best Ursula I've seen is a random... Um, <laughs> no, is a random woman who stood up at um, the duplex piano bar in the West Village. This guy at the piano, it was like his warm-up session. He's like, anyone have a request? And this woman comes up, and she does Ursula, and she's fantastic. Like, clearly it's an audition book song for her. Yeah. And she is just delicious and <laughs> takes her time with things. And it's so She's good. She's delicious, It's huh? what I wanted Queen Latifah to be. I'm really scared for Melissa McCarthy. I'm really oh, scared. Oh, yeah, that's going to be bad. I want it to be Queen Latifah in the movie. Yeah. And it's not. It's Melissa McCarthy. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Queen Latifah's in this. We got a John Stamos as Chef Louise. Who's... And of course, we've got Shaggy yes! as Sebastian, who, Kate, which is maybe just my favorite choice, even if it's not my favorite performance. We've, we've debated this. You have different uh, rankings than me. For me, like obviously, Prince Eric, the guy just sounds amazing. But my number two uh, is Shaggy. I think who, he's fun. I think he's having a blast, and he sounds so good. He sounds great. Yeah. He really does. He's having a blast, but he has this, and we commented it at the time, and we've learned more, but he's got this Jack Donaghy with two coffee mugs in his hand problem. He doesn't know what to do with his arms. He never knows what to do with his hands, specifically. He's just kind of like, I don't know, like, roboting with his hands. He's got this kind of weird, 
hybrid, like Disney bounding. We're, we're gonna come back to why real costume. We're gonna come back to why he's got like a padded pleather red yeah. vest or like chest plate, but then he's just wearing like red pants and like red like um, fingerless gloves. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of neat to look at, but he can't super move on stage well. Yeah, and he's doing conga lines with his like hybrid actors and Muppet crew of sea creatures. Yeah, the Muppets are awesome. The Muppets are awesome, if a little, like, creepy sometimes. Mm. The The only one that doesn't work for me is Flounder. And f- Yeah. Flounder is dumb looking. I don't know why you just didn't bring out a kid. That's like, what that Flounder should fine. be. It's a kid. Just, like, get a producer's kid. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know if Queen Latifah has kids. Get out one of her yeah, kids. Yeah, sure. But um, and Stamos, his performance. Stamos is fun. Uh, yeah. Since the November fifth broadcast, I've learned some things about Stamos that makes me not want to compliment him as much and kind of just gloss over. Like, yeah, Stamos is there. That's fine. He's maybe a terrible person. I mean, yeah, that's fine. He's maybe a terrible person. All our heroes are flawed, and we shouldn't idolize anyone. So I I would say Stamos's biggest problem. Seemed to be his blocking. And Queen Latifah's biggest problem seemed to be her blocking and mm-hmm. her costume. Yeah. And Shaggy's biggest problem seemed to be his costume. Yeah. I think I proposed, or you proposed, one of us during the show was like, did they just learn their, like, blocking, by the way, uh, if you don't know, blocking is like your movement. Movement on stage. On stage. Where you walk to, where you, what you do. So one of us proposed that they might have just gotten their blocking like a day or two before because Stamos couldn't keep up and Queen Latifah was like trying to do all these walks that she could not do in this outfit that maybe she had just gotten the day before. It was odd to me, the complete um, like radio silence of promotion until Mm. like three days before this aired. No. Like, I like... Listen to us. We're on a 30 days of plus Disney podcast. And like I forgot until the week before that they were doing this. Yeah. And like I didn't know the date until the week before. This is us and we forgot. And like my good friend Sarah, who's also like really into Disney Renaissance everything. Mm -hmm. We're both talking like she texts me like, did you know the Little Mermaid Live is next week? I'm like, I literally found out two hours ago. Why don't we, who like things like this, know this? Yes, Dick, you were raising your hand. Hey, Kate. Um, I know we're just about to finish a run of bonus episodes, and you can cut oh, no. this. You can cut this if you want. Oh no! Can we do an episode on the SpongeBob musical? Well, we could. Like it, when there's a live thing, can we just do twenty minutes on it? Well, um, we'll figure out a pairing for the SpongeBob movie. Okay. Because the SpongeBob movie, and then we could talk about it in that context. I just want to talk about the musical. Uh, it, I, I, are we a live musical podcast now? I uh, don't know. If it's are, a cartoon <laughs> musical, yes. <laughs> yes, we are. We're just... Boom! We, did you know audience, that we can have we conversations... We promise you, audience, we promise you a SpongeBob musical live episode. I don't know if you're aware, Dick, but <laughs> we are allowed to have conversations about things uh-huh. that are not recorded for a podcast. That's not true. We're, we live together. Mm. We can have conversations. Oh, I've been recording talk. all of our conversations. Oh, oh good. Yeah. 
Oh, here comes the reprise. That's the dress rehearsal. Yeah, so we have this on in the background as we're as we're recording. Oh, I'm so this. happy for her that she gets this like memorialized. Yeah. Um, neat. Hey, so the audio is off from the visual here. Cool. I wonder if that's a Disney Plus problem or a it's sinking. Just um, so you know, audience, the audio is off slightly. I already said that. Oh, they okay. don't need it again. Um, okay, so yeah, it doesn't seem like it almost seems like Disney kind of forgot they were doing this yeah. and they're like, Oh shoot, ABC has a slot for us. We kinda have to throw this together. Like, oh, we gotta do it. And because it's the little mermaid, like everyone knows their parts, yeah. but like you gotta get blocking together and costumes and stuff. And so And like di- the dancers aside from like two turtles seem to know what they're doing. I'd say seventy percent of the dancers we're know what they're doing. We're watching some amazing wire work going yeah, on. Yeah, the the aerial ae aerial work the is mermaid? really impressive here yeah one of the biggest takeaways at least that i saw on twitter is like oh if they had had rope work instead of roller skates maybe the broadway version wouldn't have been the flop that it was because yeah. it did not it lasted like less than a year uh, they did it on roller skates yeah they're not trains yeah this <laughs> this isn't Starlight what, this Express. isn't trains like why wouldn't it be? I mean, and this is, I guess, pre Spider Man Turn Off the Dark, which didn't couldn't ever figure out how to use. Yeah, I was gonna. I was about to say systems. that's not a great. This is what I'm saying, but clearly in 2019, like these, there's there's like this scene in the background of some where like there's a aerial double and other swimmers. Yes, and they like they move quickly and they have a very impressive range of motion mm-hmm. on these harnesses. Um, that probably is a newer technology, like maybe didn't exist for Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. I don't know. Cool. I, well, is it, what I'm saying is you could remount this now because it looks really cool and I think this is the way it should be done. Okay. Kate. Yes, Dick. What's up with Shaggy's hands? Well, um, what we learned later was that part of Shaggy's costume was supposed to include Crab hands, like boxing glove mitts. So by crab hands, do you mean claws? I kind of mean claws, you I mean guess. claws. But they like, he they're not, they're more boxing gloves. They're claws. made of foam. Yeah. But instead of claws, he had fingerless, fingerless gloves. Because basically Shaggy said, I'm not wearing these on camera. <laughs> this is real. This is like a tweet that was like, yeah. here's a picture of Shaggy in the claws. And you understand everything about his choreography. And, like, I would imagine that Shaggy watching this footage back is like, oh, yeah, the claws would have made sense. But I get it. As a non-musical theater actor, he's like, no, this is dumb. I don't want these things on my hands. But But he's not seeing the whole picture with, like, Muppets on stage and people in starfish costumes doing cartwheels. Like, you gotta commit. So is there there choreography that works? There is. And I think, again, the 70% of the ensemble that were hired performers worked. I think there's 30% of the ensemble that are, like, a producer's nieces and nephews yeah, so, so that don't seem to know what's s- going on. Specifically for the song Under the Sea, mm-hmm. we've got we've got uh, a bunch of Muppets on stage, it's, which is yeah. awesome. Oh, oh here, Mupp- in here, Shaggy. Under the Sea here is starting is. right now. He's moving his arms like he has claws. 
So, yeah. So there are a bunch of Muppets it's on like stage. It's like a third Muppets, a third performers, and a third contest winners, right. I assume. Okay. So we've got a bunch of Muppets on stage, and then we have a bunch of dancers in costume mm-hmm. that are doing choreography that is mm. kind of close to the choreography from the movie. Yeah, there are there's some like, like, shot there's for like shot. There's like sea slugs that like dance, and they do a dance, and you look at the dance, and you say, oh, they just do the dance. At least I say, they just do the dance for the movie. I get yeah. really excited about it. And then behind those people, uh, there are like, a couple of people in turtle costumes, a couple of people in fish costumes that are are clearly <laughs> not choreographed. Contest winners, yeah. The, yeah, they're just they're just there and it, one of them is like a grandma who's just having fun. It's really weird. Yeah, like don't you think that the that guy that had just had a solo, I don't think he's supposed to be there. Why not? I don't know. He's he just a, sitting there. No, he had a solo. Yeah, I guess so. No. So, the no. The, like, he had a solo. He deserves to be there. He's doing a little dance. That's fine. But there are people who just, like, who who do not look like they belong yeah. on any stage no, I agree with at you. all. Yeah. Um, the, the whole thing is delightful, though. Yeah. Like, for all the... This seems slightly under-rehearsed. Um, it, I had a good time watching it the first time. I'm getting distracted now because I'm having a good time half watching it yeah, now. You yeah, you are. Oh, I understand. <laughs> this was a bad idea to put on the background, but I don't want it to stop. Um, yeah. So, it, it, so, Dick, what is your Kate, take on this hybrid? How it works on television? Watch it. This is a blast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can we talk about the animation transitions? Yeah. Those are Kate. super fun. Okay. So the first one the that first, I remember yeah. is after Fathoms Below, like Which the is intro the first song. thing you see on the broadcast. Yeah. Is the, is the live you don't start with the movie, you start with the live performance. Right. You start with the live performance of Fathoms Below. Uh the song that I always kind of forget is in Little Mermaid. Yeah, and then I'm like, do. Oh yeah, I love this song. Um, oh, okay. I do. Great. Sorry. That's that's wonderful. So this fish goes like off of the ship and in the Well, it's Prince Eric's like a uh, handyman whatever it is. It's like foot servant that catches the fish. And the fish goes off of the ship. He throws the fish off the ship. Great. The fish goes off of the ship. <laughs> this is all still true. And it's like a puppet or it's it's like a fish prop that he has. Yeah. He throws it, and then, like, it turns into animation. Yeah. It, they, it's, it's so... It's And it flawless. goes into that, that scene from the beginning of the movie where it's the transition from the ship to the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and yeah. there's a single fish like swimming, swimming down. down. It's that fish. There are, there are scenes like this, and some of them are done really well. Some of them are done not really well. Uh, I would say the end of Part of Your World... Where she's at the end, like at, in the movie, you see her like swim up through this, like, like the top of this cave. It's a return to the the um, planing, Disney planing. I always yeah. forget the full name yeah, of it, yeah. but multi um, multiplane. It's a multiplane technique. So she's like she's like in this cave and she swims up to the top of it. And she's looking through, like this like hole, and for 
the live version, mm-hmm. they have her look up at the end, and the camera is shooting her from above, oh, it's and so it's cool. framed yeah. by not just like a picture of like that rock formation, yeah. but the actual animation. Yeah. It's really smooth. It is so cool. And like even the ones that don't work that aren't like quite as like spectacular, I still appreciate that they figured out a bunch of different ways to transition. It's not yeah. always just like and now a camera change. Yeah. It's like there are screens in the live theater with the live audience and yeah. sometimes you zoom in on one of the smaller screens and it's only a part of the picture and then it expands. It, Sometimes there's a physical element like that fish. It seems like the only thing that was under rehearsed was all of the actors. Mm-hmm. The the like the technical crew, uh, amazing. Like the direction uh, of like the cameras and things is is great. Yeah. Um, and also, there's like a live orchestra playing along. It seems that way. Uh, what? Yeah. Amazing. Um, I mean, also the movie works well. Like it looks nice. It looks yeah. well restored, and um, you just forget how good the Little Mermaid looks and feels as a movie. Yeah, it has its problems as a movie, but um, it works really well as storytelling. And I'm always pleased when there's animation on screen. Um, another, so. Okay, they did those two Hollywood Bowl. They did a Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Their first one that was the hybrid, like kind of like live to the movie, was one with Sarah Bareilles as Ariel. Titus Burgess came back as Sebastian because he played him on Broadway. Right. Um, like Titus Rebel Wilson of, was uh, Ursula. Pinot Noir fan. Yes. Oh my god, I was going to make a joke about how annoyed I'd be with Rebel Wilson as Ursula. Well, she was. Well, it was fine, and it was like she did it okay. So they did that. She's like, and like Mc, McFlevity, the McFlortnan cat, yeah. right? So beyond Rebel, and I think maybe that was the one with Stamos, or maybe he was in the next one, but it was like Borellis and Titus and Stamos, and like I literally, I looked at t- plane tickets to L.A. It was like I would have had to take off a day of school the time Wait, they did Sarah it. Sarah Borellis was a little more Sarah Borellis was Ariel. How was that? She just had to sing the songs. I'm sure it was great. Okay. Uh, like, that's oh, all she had to do. Right. It's it Hollywood was this. Bowl. It's just a concert It was this. Right. And they literally cut to the movie, and then it was live score. Nice. And I think Alan Menken was either pre- uh, conducting, or mm-hmm. he did, like, an intro. So, like, legitimately, I looked at tickets, and, like, I strongly considered going. I did not. And then, like, two years later, they're like... We're going to do Little Mermaid at the Hollywood Bowl. And I felt like I was going insane. Like, no, (laughs) you already did that. Did that. And so they're like, now it's going to be Leah Michelle and Mm. uh, Harvey Firestein. I'm like, well, some of these choices are better. Some of these choices are worse. I hope Leah Michelle finds something to do. Leah Michelle is constantly auditioning for something. I hope she gets whatever she's auditioning for. Because it never seems like anyone's giving. Her anything I know. I know now Glee. that that Adina played her mom on Glee, on Glee mm-hmm. which I did not know. But like we watched the Thanksgiving Macy's, Macy's yeah. Day Parade, Leah Michelle came out in her best Adina Menzel costume. <laughs> it looked like she was a, and especially when you then see Adina Menzel, yeah, like it looked like she was auditioning for 
being the a role Dina of Idina Menzel, who also is kind of just like doing a Christmas album and. But like Idina Menzel has oh, done she's like doing Frozen. Elsa, Sorry. yeah, she's doing Frozen. She's, she's had fine. some lucrative projects. <laughs> Leah Michelle hasn't really had anything since Glee, and like, well, she did Ragtime. I don't. Well, that was before. I don't have strong feelings one way or another, but it's always just like, like Leah Michelle playing Ariel in 2016. <laughs> uh, that feels late. I don't well, know. I mean, Sarah, Sarah Bareilles. Anyway, right. but now right. my theory is they did that second Hollywood Bowl because they knew they were going to do this. So they wanted to prep. And they wanted to prep some of the orchestrations and yeah. they wanted to prep the flow. Like yeah. that is, I am 100% sure that's what they were doing. Yeah. They might have been testing some talent too, but they didn't come back. If it Maybe Stamos has done Chef Louis three times now. It's that might be a thing, but so, otherwise the cast didn't come back. I want to bring up a horrible thing that John Stamos did, but not any of the horrible things that uh, that he's been accused of on Twitter. Sure. At the end of Chef Louis's song, "La Poisson," he he he, he says. I should have played Prince John instead. No, he says wait, Prince Albert. I, Prince Albert. Wait, I mean Eric. Oh, Was my God. This, so the joke is that John Stamos looks like Prince Eric. And he has Disney bounded as Prince Eric. Yeah, he looks he looks great when he's like wearing his like Prince Eric-y costume. There are problems with John Stamos going to Disneyland uh, As long general. as he doesn't take a tour. I think he takes a tour every time. Yeah, well, as long as and he takes... And his wife, like, he met maybe through Disney bounding. As long as he takes his 19-year-old she's wife. She's the same old age as Michelle. Problems. Which Michelle, though? Hmm. Both. Oh. So, <laughs> Both. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that aside, he looks like Prince Eric. So the he joke is... He does look is, like Prince Eric. I should have played Prince Eric. But instead, he says Albert. He's he like, fucks uh, up his ad lib. Uh, I mean, Eric... Like his, he fucks and up his Prince plans. Albert is like a part of an inappropriate joke. So it like just is super weird. And someone commented on Twitter, and then he like was sassy to them back. Like what inappropriate joke is it part of? Like Prince Albert and a kid. Like it, that's not an inappropriate joke. Isn't Prince Albert though like a sexual joke? Part of a sexual joke. No. I mean, it's a dick piercing, right? But that joke is. Do you have Prince Albert in a can? Yes. Well, you better let him out. Oh, so I'm combining two jokes. You're combining okay. two things. But the point is that he clearly fucked up an ad lib. And like on Twitter, he will not admit to it. He fucked up a planned ad lib. He like fucked he's, up a planned like ad lib. Like he's Kristen Gillibrand over here. And uh, someone called that him out on it. Burn. And he's like, what was the part I screwed up? Come on. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Embarrassing. Um, I I really wanted to love him as Chef Louis, but I did not care. No. At all. Um, I mean, he hammed it up. Is Renee Aubergeonois still with us? Mm. Because if he is, he should have just been Chef Louis again. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he could still sing or what. Uh, He's 80. He, He might not have the moves like he did. No. But he uh he was a great chef, Louis. Also he was on Star Trek. Okay. Um yeah, so 
I the production value is so big picture. Production value is great. Yeah. Um, like there's CGI stuff happening right now in Poor Unfortunate Souls and puppets and costumed characters hey, Kate, and projection. You remember, this is neat. You remember in one of the songs, I think it might have been Party Your World, where Ariel was like, Oh, I wanna dance with with Prince Eric and then the camera cut away to two randos dancing in the crowd. Yeah. And that it wasn't sucked. mermaids. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. So some of it's off. <laughs> but, but generally, would you... Would it you, looks good. Would you recommend people watch this? Oh, if yeah. They, like, if you like Little Mermaid? And it's a great, like... This is like, I will watch this on holidays with mm. families. Like, mm. when we're, like, eating a meal or preparing a meal, this would be a great thing to you have on. You could not have this on while preparing a meal. Sure, this I'd is... burn things. But <laughs> this is similar to, like, a Macy's parade where, like, I'm up on a holiday. I mm. don't need to really do anything for a couple more hours. Yeah. So I'm going to watch this. This is, like, a feast of senses what would you what before would you, my feast of food what might you be, boom the feast of foods feast of foods Jan, in january january so, well, i will watch this in january what, what might you pair this with so i i mean i'm tempted to go to the other live musicals right mm-hmm. um i'm sure spongebob is going to be great that's oh this coming God. weekend by the way uh, as someone who saw spongebob on broadway Two twice times. uh Please watch the SpongeBob live musical. Yeah. It, like, the music is done by like 12 different artists. It's not super cohesive. So it's not completely cohesive. The first act, I, like, I'd say, like, the first song or two are great, but the rest of the first act is a little eh. And then this, some of the second act is eh. The first act but, is really well paced. Yeah. The second act slows down, but. We love this show more than like 90% of what we have seen on Broadway. Yeah, like... It's so good. Shows I've seen on Broadway in my top five are Absolutely. like... Hamilton, Town, SpongeBob. Hand to God. Yeah. Hand to God. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what my fifth is. For me, but, Peter, the Starcatcher. Yeah. But SpongeBob is up there. Mm-hmm. It is like it's on Broadway. It's super fun. It's super creative and inventive with its props and scenery and how they interpret the cartoon characters into real life that don't feel like just impressions and but also feel true to the characters ethan slater ethan slater just can rule the world He was born to play spongebob he's amazing like he manages both like the kind of weird spongebob voice and laugh and then sing it but he's super endearing anyway um but what would you so preemptively i'm gonna pair it with that no, otherwise, I guess, like, wh- um, so I guess one thing I pair it with is um, if you're talking about transitions, which musical theater's transition, says Tommy Kale, who directed Grease Live. How were the transitions in that? Really strong. <laughs> really good. And I think it's one thing that these TV musicals don't do as well. No, they... Save Jesus Christ Superstar that, like, it's built in because it's all sung. No. You don't really have to do transitions. Jesus Christ Superstar is my favorite of the TV musicals, but second is Grease for me. And I hate Grease. But the production, I thought, was really strongly directed. Okay. For TV and for Grease. Okay. It made me not hate Greece, which I think is big. You, 
You don't. Over. Wait, you, I know you think Aaron Tveit was like twenty wait, years wait, too old for the wait, role. I understand. Wait. Okay. First off, I think he's thirty years too old for the role. <laughs> Second, over hairspray. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. I think hairspray might be number three. I I like watched part of Greece. I didn't really care that yeah. much. Hairspray is fine. I think um, I would need to watch it again. Okay. So what would you pair this with? Grease. Grease Life. Grease. Okay. Grease Life. Jesus Christ Superstar is like my second favorite TV musical. This would be my first. Oh. Um, Because. Interesting. Well, here's the thing. Jesus Christ Superstar is a serious show. Yep. So when it was like, when the audience was like cheering inappropriately, I was upset and distracted. Okay. When they cheer for every song in this and they cheer for every high note everyone hits, I'm like, yep, fine. Sure. Because this is what I'm here for. And I will say it probably blends in because we saw... We were able to get tickets for the dress rehearsal of Jesus Christ Superstar. That's correct. So we were in the audience. We yeah, we saw the. I dress will rehearsal. say a lot we of saw Andrew Lloyd Webber in person. We did near us. No one else knew. Um, I will say that a lot of the cheering that I think you're referring to was actually not in the live broadcast. They deadened it. So I uh, think, but I do this too that I mix the two because like there was cheering after the Caiaphas scene. There's this yeah. Jesus must die in our Kate, show. I'm not. It wasn't on TV though. I'm not wrong. I know you're not wrong. No, no, I, I, I'm not wrong. There was inappropriate cheering all throughout that show, but less than at our performance. <laughs> not, I'm not saying there wasn't, but mm-hmm. I'm still correct. Yeah, was, I'm it, more worried about story in that show, whereas this show, it's like, right. it's a so, little mermaid. So yeah, clap. whenever a famous person came on stage yeah. or hit a good note, people were cheering. Yeah. So even if it's like, if it's Gethsemane, yeah. a very like uh, emotional song, people are cheering because John Legend hit John a Legend. good note. Yeah, so, and I wonder if, yep. So for me... <laughs> Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar falls down in the ranks. That's fair. Um, so if I were to pair this, here's what i pair this with. Is the most recent Macy's Parade. Or basically any Disney parade hosted by Regis. Sure. Because you, you have that, you have that crowd. You have, hey, we're all here to have fun and and get a little stupid and just enjoy ourselves. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't matter because uh, it's not like Jesus Christ Superstar, again, which is a serious show for the yeah. most part. And like technically there's a movie, but the movie isn't the movie isn't the standard. Right? And but I, for yeah. Little Mermaid, the movie is the standard. You can go back and watch the movie anytime. And this is just like, hey, we're having some fun. Well, and you can go back and watch the movie in the broadcast. Yeah. We're watching only animation right now on our screen. Um, Yeah, I think it's somewhat of a function of we do get to just focus on the story and the book scenes because the movie is cut in. Whereas in Superstar, the songs, because it's sung through, you don't get the chance to just calm down and let the actors do the book. They're always hitting impressive notes. 
So there's always going to be screaming for it. Many of them are hitting impressive notes. Sure. Uh, understood. But again, it like the shows function differently in that yeah. way that you don't have time to just pay attention to the story if you're tuning in for the actors. Right. Um, whereas even if they had done book for Little Mermaid, you're not going to be screaming for Moana when she's just reading lines. Right. Like... I mean, unless yeah. she reads one real good. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, these these audiences, and we were in a dress rehearsal audience. We were. These audiences are the worst. They are, I it's mean. The, a collection of all of the people I hate in an audience. For our show, for our Jesus Christ Superstar, it was done through one iota, which is like just random extras and crowds for it. Everything from like MTV to yeah, musical you, theater. If you to, come to New York or like, you go to LA and yeah. you want to sit in on like Stephen Colbert right. or, or Good Morning America or whatever, like One Iota <clears throat> is a site that allows you to do that. It gives you tickets for free. Yeah. You sometimes have to fill out like a, oh, I'm a super huge fan of this. Like people make that shit up. Like, I wrote, I wrote like we a, were in the minority. Of the Jesus Christ Superstar audience who had who knew anything about that show. Yeah. We were in the minority of the audience. We were also Andrew in the minority. Andrew and Weber walked in front of us and no one in our line reacted and except here's, us. Here's the thing. Andrew he Lloyd, walked directly in front of us. Andrew Lloyd Webber not only wrote Jesus Christ Superstar, he wrote The Phantom of the Opera. He's a famous he, person. He's a very famous person and... Nobody else looks like Andrew Lloyd Webber. No, he is recognizable. <laughs> yeah, it's not like like there are there are some very famous compo like if Jason Robert Brown was walking down the street in New York, mm -hmm. I wouldn't notice because yeah, there's like not. thirty people that look like Jason Robert Brown that walk down the street every day. Andrew Lloyd Webber looks like you know who he looks like. He looks like the uh oh. <laughs> He looks like the bat from Great Mouse Detective. Oh, he does. <laughs> Aw, I love that bat. No other human looks like Andrew <laughs> Lloyd Webber. So when you see him, yeah. you know it's him and no one cares. So only go to a One Iota event <laughs> if you think you can handle it. Like, Kate, uh, know what you're up against. Kate, let me say this. Like the content let me, a lot. Let me say this. Uh, <laughs> this is our longest... Uh, Disney it is, Plus and we did this because we're like, far. oh, we've already watched this. We can crank this episode out really quick. <laughs> but I think we're just kind of enjoying watching this show, so we're just talking more as it continues to play in the background. Yeah. We're just going to end up watching this whole thing. Yeah, what do you think of Frozen 2? Oh, oh, that's a different podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, Dick, uh, 30 Days of Plus, hashtag 30 Days of Plus, PLUS. Hashtag. We are Summates Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, at gmail.com, regular.com. Um, give us something to watch with the SpongeBob movie, and then we'll talk more about the SpongeBob musical. Yeah. Um, uh, in case and anyone. Got, hmm? yep. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, we got five days left of Disney Plus. So recommend us something if you think we can watch it in the next couple of days. Um, we have some things planned, but we're always open to just whatever shows up on Disney Plus. Or in our recommendations. And uh, feel free. Uh, a lot of times I just say things without thinking about them beforehand. So if I pronounce something wrong or get a fact completely wrong, feel free to correct me. Be a friend I, like Spencer. I, yeah. Thank you, Spencer. I super don't mind. I've, I've seen like people get 
like John Stamos get really defensive and be like, what did I do wrong? Um, I super appreciate it. Uh, Speaking of Stamos. 90% of the time I'm wrong about things. Yeah, we're not a research-based podcast <laughs> over here. We maybe should be. It's all on the internet, available for us. I mean, I, I'm excited for uh, when we're not doing a 30 Days of Plus, and we have some more time to put some Yeah, I think in. we can put these hours into, like, actually knowing what we're talking about. Or, like, enjoying our lives outside of the yeah, couch. Yeah, it would be nice to sleep. <laughs> um, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And, yeah, enjoy this. It's delightful. A lot of people ragged on it, but this is super fun for me. It's not, it, like... Is it great? No. No, don't. Oh, my God. Do I enjoy it? Yes. Don't go in expecting. There's a pairing with Frozen 2. Don't go in expecting art. Is it good? No. (laughs) Did I like it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of the music was good. For some of this podcast, I'm Dick Ward. Kate Phillips. And that's Detective Pikachu on the couch. Aw. All right. Bye. Plus. Welcome. Welcome to... Oh, let's do it at the same time. Ready? One, Welcome. One, two, three. Welcome, Welcome to, to Cellmates, Cellmates Pod... Pod...